Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's Insight Assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Media Podcast Network. Well, hello there, everybody, and welcome to a brand new edition of On to the Next One, the fastest rising podcast in the world of mixed martial arts, at least in my mind anyways. But uh, that's thanks to all you lovely people. The numbers don't lie in your sharp ears. We appreciate those as well as uh, we put our matchmaker hats back on following UFC Vegas 22 on Saturday at the Apex, of course. Later on in the program, we will get to your matchmaking ideas that you sent in via social media via the MMA Fighting Twitter page, DMs, etc. But I am Mike Keck, and joining me as always, the co-host, the co-matchmaker, the best friend, and the crowned prince of positivity himself, Mr. Alex Cayley. How are you, buddy? Mike, my best friend, can we go one week without some sort of controversy? My goodness, it feels... I, we were heading into last night's card saying this is a this is a good old fashioned fight night card just like mom used to make you know no no real big pre fight drama as far as like oh is this gonna lead to a title shot or whatever and is this gonna it was just like okay you know maybe a little low wattage as far as star power but again that's what fight nights are for to kind of put the spotlight on some of the lesser known fighters or up and coming fighters and then you have a we had a great main event on paper with Brunson and Holland but. Suddenly we're talking about uh, fighters talking too much during a fight and fighters spitting on each other after a fight. I don't know what's going on, man. I just I just want normal civilized fights. So I watch MMA. Well, I knew there would be some drama 50 seconds into the first fight. We got an eye poke and a kick to the ding ding. We knew we were in for <laughs> for something that uh wasn't going to be aesthetically pleasing, but uh the weirdness meter was set to 9 <laughs> after yeah. like four, like 45 seconds. It's all Bruno Silva's fault even though he had a great win. But uh let us begin with the main event, AK. Derek Brunson looking to shed that litmus test label, taking on the surging Kevin Holland, who at 5 0 in 2020, a lot of people's fighter of the year. But Brunson goes in there and spoils the party. He gets his fourth straight win, and he's hoping to fight somebody in the top five next. A solid veteran like performance. He did what he needed to do to get his hand raised, AK. What is next in your mind for Derek Brunson? I am not overthinking this one. 
I think Derek Brunson, he said a lot post-fight, but but one thing at least he mentioned a bunch of times was the name of one Paulo Bohachinha Costa. I think, you know, obviously Costa was supposed to fight Whitaker on April 17th. He's out with an illness. I don't think we know the details of the illness, do we, Mike? Just, we just know illness. Yeah, some sort of flu-type thing. Right, some sort of flu-type thing. So hopefully something that clears up within the next couple of months. I'm, uh, I'm sure Brunson will be ready to compete if that name comes up. And, yeah, again, we, there's other options, which I'm, I'll, I'll discuss in a second, but Otherwise, uh, make this fight happen. Both guys are angling for a title shot. Costa, of course, wants a, wants a rematch as soon as possible with his rival, his hated rival, Israel Adesanya. So, uh, yeah, make this happen. And uh, Brunson deserves this. He did, a, he did a really good job against Holland. Whatever people want to say about Holland and, and his end of uh, Saturday night's fight, uh, Brunson, who knows? That version of Brunson may be the best version of Holland that exists right now. So uh, whatever, whatever people want to say about it, let's give credit to Brunson and let's give him the top five opponent that he deserves. Look, I know some folks thought the performance was boring, and to that I say, you're not paying the man his potential win bonus if he loses. So he needed to win, and like we talked about on the preview show and the Q&A, this was the path to victory. He wasn't going to stand there and have a kickboxing match with Kevin Holland, despite saying he wanted to go in there and knock him out, because he would have lost the fight, as we saw in the second round. Kevin Holland got the best of him on the feet, Brunson landed some shots, but... Holland had him hurt in the second round. Brunson, you know, was able to recover, and he did what he had to do to win. That's the difference between the guy we saw fight Robert Whitaker a few years ago to the guy we see now. That's why he won the fight. That's why he's won four in a row. He's not the crazy, I'm just going to go out there and blast everybody, Derek Brunson. He's a more calm, cool, collected, composed, strategic Derek Brunson. And I agree with you, AK. He wants Paulo Costa. Paulo Costa doesn't have a dance partner right now. Maybe they could do this in May or June, maybe July. Let's get Brunson to step up and see how he does. Like He's earned a bigger fight. He's taken out two up-and-coming prospects. Guys, a lot of people believe would be fighting for world titles in the next year or two. A lot of people are saying Edmund Shabazz is going to be the youngest world champion in UFC history. Every, a lot of people a lot of people are literally DMing me saying if Kevin Holland beats Derek Brunson, he should fight Israel Adesanya for the title. So let's give Derek Brunson what he wants. I'm more than okay with the call-out. I think it's definitely something to consider. What else did you sort of have in mind with Mr. Brunson? The only thing I'm seeing is that he could get someone from the Till Vittori Whitaker Gastelum Quartet that is coming up in April. Uh, Till Vittori, April 10th. Whitaker Gastelum, April 17th. Because, all right, let's try and let me... I didn't. I kind of wrote this down in my notes, but I was like, it was late and I was, my mind was already a mush. Uh, okay, so if Till beats Vittori... And Whitaker beats Gastelum. We probably uh, Whitaker. We pro- Whitaker should probably get the rematch with Adesanya because he's beaten Till. He recently beat Till. Uh, win over Gastelum would be nice. I know. I don't know how much demand there is for the rematch. I think it would be fair though. It'd be. I think Whitaker's third straight win. Yeah, Cannoneer Till. So I think if if uh, Whitaker wins, Till wins. Whitaker gets the title fight. Maybe Brunson can fight Till. Maybe. Uh, otherwise, if Gastelum wins, I'm sorry, everyone at home. I really apologize. Trust me, this will this will we'll edit it. We'll fix it in post. If Gastelum wins and Till wins, then Till should get the title shot because he beat Gastelum, and then uh, can fight Warrior Whitaker or something. So, so there's options for. I'm saying there's is options for Brunson outside of Costa. If if uh, I could see Costa for some reason not wanting to take that fight, he's 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 kind of a fickle guy. Uh, but uh, yeah, it'll it'll depend on how the fights on April 10th. And April seventeenth shape up, but he he could easily get one of those names next. 
he could. I th- honestly, yeah. I think if Darren Till wins, he's fighting for the belt next, no matter what. I just Whitaker beat him. It doesn't matter. I, know, it, I hear people what? saying that. I hear people, a lot of people saying that. Whitaker beat him. Of course he. The yeah. UFC is a, the <laughs> UFC is about logical matchmaking and fairness and rewarding and and not handing out title shots to fighters coming off of losses. They just don't do that, Mike. It's just not. It's not done. I know, but that's just probably going to happen. Adesanya keeps saying Till's name. You could build something there. You, you could build a whole promo just based on their like, you know, Instagram interactions. But uh, we'll see what happens. Derek Brunson deserves a step up. Hopefully, he gets it. He's he's definitely earned that right. But for Kevin Holland, I think this loss, and I said this on the post fight show, this will be the official start of Kevin Holland's attempt to move to the welterweight division. I think he's wanted like a true reason to do it, and. You know, I talked about this in the post fight show as well. If you watch the interview on what the heck, he wants to be disciplined. And he also told me that he never needed to be sold on moving to 170. It was his coaches, his team, those people around him, they needed that push. And I think after seeing this fight play out, I think this could be the push that they needed to see. Now, Holland wants to hire a nutritionist to help him do it. That's obviously a great idea. I can absolutely see his next fight being at 170 pounds he called out Bilal Muhammad and it seems like Bilal is interested since he posted the the gif of Winnie the Pooh putting on his bib with a you know an empty bowl waiting for the honey and if Bilal you know can can fight on May 15th after the eye injury at UFC 262 in Houston because I don't think he's going to get the rematch with Leon Edwards I think this is a fine substitute I think this is something that Bilal can you know Get a boost off of. Blah will put that pace on. He'll look to wrestle Kevin Holland. I would love to see that fight, AK. Are you in on that as well, or do you have different ideas for for Mr. Holland? I love that fight. Uh, I have a few different ideas, but I love that fight. I love the idea of moving on from Edwards and uh, Muhammad. I'm, I'm not I'm not against that rematch. I don't think anyone would be strongly against that rematch, but I also don't know if there's like a large swath of fans that are strongly craving that rematch. So I think that kind of like, I know that sounds like a wishy-washy answer, but that kind of answer kind of, should tell you how much like demand there really is. It's not. It's it's not that big. And again, it's no disrespect. It's not even the whole like, oh, Edwards was beating him, and and uh, you know if they fought again, it would happen the same way. It's just it's just like Edwards was already kind of far ahead of him in the rankings, and you know Muhammad did the him and the OC a favor by taking that fight. But we just it just doesn't need to be revisited necessarily. So I think I think you're right in that. I think a lot of fans are right in that, and I think the UFC probably is going to just move on. So yeah, I, Holland at 170 can be is going to be. Is I'm just gonna say is because I, I agree with you. I think it's gonna happen. It's gonna be so fun. There's, I I don't even know how many matchups there are. It's unfortunate. I think most of our readers, uh, spoiler for our reader things later, uh, are are we're kind of matching him up at middleweight still, which is fine. Who knows? He may fight at 185 next and then drop it to welterweight later. Uh, but I wish I'd seen more uh, welterweight suggestions. It was mostly middleweight suggestions. But I also went welterweight. I'm gonna steal this from uh, Sean Sheehan, Ireland's wonderful Sheehan, who. Uh, I don't know if he was the only one to mention the first one I saw. He said, "He said just throw Holland in there with uh, Michelle Pereira with the Molador. Two oh, guys man. who are criticized for their – two super talented guys who are criticized for their antics all the time. I'm, I'm guilty of it because I criticized Holland on Saturday. Uh, but I also I also applaud Michelle Pereira's, you know, insane, pointless uh, gymnastics. So – and in my defense – Anyone can talk, okay? Not anyone can do whatever 360, whatever flips in the in the cage. So there's a, there's nuance to these criticisms. Uh, so I love that. Um, there's a lot of yeah. I I love the Michelle Pereira matchup. It's really the only one at welterweight that I thought. this again. This is so this is one of this is definitely from the what I want to happen, not necessarily what I think will happen. Files. 
And let me just say that my pick is contingent on the UFC not needing a replacement for a middleweight fight in the next, like, four weeks. Because Kevin oh, Holland is absolutely going to say mention, yes. We should mention, for anyone who may not have listened to, like, I, you know, I just really have to listen to every episode of the show. I, at some point, probably on a couple of episodes of On to the Next One, we said there was a soft ban on Kevin Holland uh, during that stretch from uh, whatever it was, August to December, where he just literally fought every month because we said okay well what's the, what is the point of matchmaking for him when he's going to take a fight he's going to have a fight booked within hours of the show being recorded and there's l- no way for us to predict it and based on what he's told you he does want to fight again five or six uh, he wants to beat it this year so he probably wants to fight six times this year so i'm like what are we even doing why are we trying to match this guy up I- again within within by wednesday we'll know who he's fighting next and it'll be someone we have no chance of predicting so sorry i'm a little salty for the Kevin Hall. Angela Hill is also on the list. Angela, we, I think we, we kind of put Angela Hill on the list, too. It's like, what, we're not matching for you if you're going to be like this. Co-main event, Max oh. Griffin continues to get better and better. The new dad mm. delivers a ferocious first-round knockout in just over two minutes. Kanan Song didn't know what was even happening before he got dropped. He couldn't really get going. And uh, Max Griffin gets on the mic after the fight, and he calls out Jeff Neal for a fight at UFC 262 in Houston. Uh what do you think, AK? You think this is something that could happen? And if not, what would you like to see next for him after that victory? Mike, this is going to surprise you because uh, my predictions are usually impeccable, uh, always on point. I never, I'm, I'm always, I know exactly how a fight's going to play out. Uh, this fight did not play out as I expected. If you, it's in print, I'm not going to change it. People can go check my, well, I'd say please don't, but if you want to, please check my predictions, my pre fight predictions on MMAfighting.com, where I said this has a chance to be a boring fight because they're both kind of really talented technical strikers. Griffin likes to get in and out. Uh, 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 Song Kanan likes to use his range. And uh, Griffin got right in his face in the beginning. It was just slinging. And I'm like, well, and, I'm like, and as I was watching, I'm like, yeah, that's probably the best game plan. <laughs> and sure enough, he got himself a quick first round knockout. Uh, like I said, for Holland, a lot of great options at 170 uh, when, you, when you pick up a win like that. Two straight wins for Griffin. I think I noted it was his first. It's his first winning streak since like 2016 or something. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. It's his first winning streak in a while. In a while. He's faced a lot of tough competition. And, and it has been uh, difficult for Max Griffin to string together wins. So, uh, yeah, first since, oh, my gosh. No, first since 20, yeah, 2016. I almost said 2014, 2016. So, for him, uh, I, I'm pulling the Nicholas Dalby card. Uh, Nicholas Dalby's a guy, I think, we've kind of brought up in the show a lot. Uh, I try to not do it too often because, again, I don't know what his availability is. There might be a reason that he hasn't been getting scheduled for fights. But uh, assuming everything's okay and he can travel, you know, again, I know that's that's been the restriction for a lot of guys uh, from overseas. I would love to see Max Griffin and Nicholas Dalby. It'd be such a great, great matchup. I like that matchup. I got to tell you, AK, mm-hmm. this is an easy choice for me. And I know that I've used this name before, but it has been it's been a few months since I've used the name. We'll have to go back and check the tapes to be sure. But uh Things have obviously changed as they do in MMA and, and that kind of time frame. And the poster, the promo videos, they write themselves, AK. Who wins the battle between pain and chaos? Max Griffin versus Chaos Williams. Let's go, AK. Let's go. Let the bodies hit the floor. <laughs> I, I... I, for a second, thought you were going to say Colby Chaos Covington. (laughs) I was like, like, what? (laughs) I was like, what? I'm like, I'm like, that's a little high in the rankings for. for, I know, I know, I know. We all want to. I know, you know, we kind of want to see Colby just take a take a fight at some. Oh, and they have to fall before, so there you go. Uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Chaos Williams. 
Yeah, yeah, that makes way more sense. No, yes, Chaos <laughs> Williams and uh, Max Griffin would be excellent. Uh, I'm just looking at my mystery rankings, which uh, I actually had to resort to for one of our matchups. I think we're about to discuss shortly. Uh, yeah, they're just they're right in the same range. This kind of twenty-five, well, actually even like thirty, thirty to fifty range. And for any again, anyone who says like, oh, that's low, it's like remember those guys. There's a lot of welterweights, a lot of welterweights in the UFC, and a lot of good welterweights. So that's like a, those guys just kind of cluster together. But yeah. Dig it, dig it. No complaints about it. Love it. The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Bay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. We move ahead to the women's strawweight division. We mentioned controversy. There's a lot surrounding uh, Monsterat. Montserrat, excuse me, Conejo Ruiz, side headlocks, scarfold attempts, lots of ground control and strikes, spoils the debut of Cheyenne Bays, perhaps spit on the fellow newcomer. I mean, just just a tough scene. I mean, nobody really knows for sure. The video suggests that there could be some spit. And uh, listen, in the end of the day, sh- she basically, Ruiz anyways, she ended the shutout for the Bays family uh, against them. 0-2, tough night for the Bayses. Impressive debut, spit aside for Ruiz. And uh, I think a lot of people knew how good Conejo was heading into this fight. She halts the momentum of a bright prospect. My thought is, AK, there's, there's some heat there. All right, we got to throw some, some oil on the heat. Throw a little, get a little steam going, a little smoke. Okay, let's let's build this smokestack a little bit. Let's let Fortis MMA get back in there and try to get one for the team. Let's give her a former Invicta champion who's coming off her first octagon victory earlier in the month. Conejo versus Jinyu Fry is the fight to make. AK, what say mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. I'm glad you went first. I was actually going to ask, insist that you go first because I that, I had two choices that were like neck and neck. So I'm glad you threw that one out there. That was obviously one of my top choices. Uh, we, I had to give a shout out to this is an early check the tapes to Marcus McGahey, who mentioned it last week. Uh, mentioned, uh, uh, excuse me, Mar- mentioned who uh, Fry Fry versus the Bays Montserrat winner, and then we sort of had to point out obviously that Bays and uh, uh, Fry are now training partners and uh, presumably friends and would not fight each other. But with the way this fight shook out, yes, now now the narrative does work pr- even better for like again Fry to Fry to sort of avenge this this loss, this affront, the, and the post fight affront to the honor of Fortis MMA. So it's a very sellable fight. I would be if I if I was a who uh, like what do I think will happen? I would be very surprised if that fight does not get made um, and if Fry doesn't issue some sort of call out uh, this I would say this week. So let's let's let's. Easy, easy to do, and I think it's the, right around the right experience level for uh, Conejo as well, who I think is uh, is good. But I mean, I mean, eleven fights is pretty good, pretty experienced. But I still think there's some there's some uh, some you know development to be done there. So yeah, I love that matchup. I think Fry's the right opponent for it. The other one I threw out was uh, might, maybe too much too soon, but again, I, I was kind of high on Conejo's performance. Uh, Pollyanna Viana, again, yeah, a, little, a few more, a, a few more UFC fights for sure. 
but again, depending on how high people are in Conejo and, and if they like they saw that the headlock master, I do not think that would work on Pagliana Viana. I'm just guessing. Uh, and I'd like to see uh, Conejo get a chance to show a little bit more because she definitely has more than just that just that move. Um, so, yeah, I think Fry is going to happen, uh, but I wouldn't be against a Viana matchup either. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully, no more spitting. Let's uh, let's get it together, ladies. That that was rough. alleged, 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 alleged. It looked. I'm gonna scrub the footage. If I'm gonna like, t- give me give me. Yeah, zoom in. in that dark dark room. Yeah, I gotta get the <laughs> projector. I gotta get the projector. I'm gonna go to the uh, forensics. Forensics. Like, can you guys isolate and yeah, amplify? I'm like sixty two thirty eight. It was a spit. I didn't see. I I've watched. I didn't see. But again, it's spit. If it, if there was spit, you're not necessarily gonna catch. You know what they needed? They needed the 4K. I don't think they had the 4K camera on during that. If, they, <laughs> if there's four, you see, if there's 4K footage of that incident, you must release it because I need to see the particles. I want to see. I want to see the particles. I want to see the density of the particles. It could have just been normal post-fight. You know, because she was talking. People said she called her. Uh, I don't know if we want to use bad language. The the Spanish word for the B word. Uh, which does involve the puckering of the lips and the, you know, the, it, it, it forms your mouth into a, a spitting almost motion. And plus, again, she's talking, so there could be, what are we doing? I don't know. Mike, what are we doing? I think, as, <laughs> as, a society, as a society, we are respected media members. What are we talking about here? Yes, this, the whole thing was more, it was more little kid and big daddy after eating ketchup and less okay. Bret Hart on Vince McMahon after the Montreal screw yeah, job. Yeah. Clear. There was no loogie. We can rule out a loogie. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have I to dig no deep loogie. for it. If we're, if no, we're... <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. Clear. There was no loogie. But was there particles? We don't know. We're gonna. This is this will be scrutinized. This will be scrutinized. All right, unsolved mysteries. This is why I wish Robert Stack was still around. He would he would pick this thing apart. Oh, uh, rest in peace to a legend. But uh, we move ahead to Adrian Yanez. Oh. What a what a prospect oh. this guy is. Good lord, he made it happen. Third round walk off knockout of a very game, very tough Gustavo Lopez. There's a lot to be excited about this kid, AK. He wants to fight at UFC 262 in Houston. He called for Nate Manus. Nate Manus already has a dance partner right now. He's fighting Tony Graveland April 17th, so that probably isn't a likely choice if he wants to get on that card, unless Manus gets a quick finish. But uh, what might be a likely choice for Mr. Yanez, AK? Mike, my Paul's no matter how good a fighter looks, unless they're like a world champion in another organization, if they don't have three fights, I like to use the TIE method of matchmaking. Take it easy, okay? TIE, take it easy. So I know a lot of people want to throw them right in there with a top 15 bantamweight or whatever. No. Uh, I went I went very tactical here. I'm, I'm looking at the Jack Shore Hunter Azure winner. Uh, they fight on April 10th. I know that's not a sexy pick. I know a lot of people will say with the way he's fought uh, in the UFC so far, he's maybe beyond those two. I, di- I disagree. I think Jack Shore and Azure are both Really good uh, up and comers, and at the insanely deep 135 pound division, and uh, and that to me is the fight that one uh, Yanez versus one of those guys, whoever wins from that trio is the one is the guy who will break apart from the pack and then and then get like a top 20 matchup. So I get the excitement. I'm I'm being very conservative with the matchmaking here. I like the matchup. It's a very I want to see it, but we're just probably not going to see it right now, just due to timing. Because, listen, they're going to put him on this card. He's going to fight at UFC 262. The UFC is absolutely insane if they don't put him on this card. In front of his home crowd, full house, you got to put him on there. And my first thought was to do, just because I want to see it, Giannis versus Davey Grant, because Grant just KOs everybody now. KO Jonathan Martinez, but 
he broke his foot, so unfortunately that's not going to happen. But sometimes in this crazy world of mixed martial arts, AK, it just works out where you have two guys in the same weight class with a lot of the same hype who both want a quick turnaround, both got finishes on the same card. Adrian Yanez versus Montel Jackson is a ridiculous piece of business. One that you can argue might be a little too soon, but one that I'm not complaining about if I see it on a this fight is happening at UFC 262 social media poster, AK. That's my pick. Like When you get to this point, the top 30 of the Bantamweight division, you're either going to run into like an unbeaten guy, a surging prospect, a fellow prospect, or you know, a former champ. Like you're gonna run into somebody. There's no way around it. There's no litmus tests really at 135. Like these are the fights you have to make, and uh, I could see this one being made. Yes, that is uh, definitely the other logical pick, uh, Montel Jackson. Uh, I, you threw the word quick in there. Well done, Mike. I don't, know, I don't know if you did that on purpose or not. Yes, quick turnaround. He. To put it uh, generously to his opponent, Jesse Strader d- did not take a lot of damage in his fight. I think, oh, geez, I think who, I don't know who saw it. It was like he led, he only threw like 11 strikes in the fight or something. And there was like three knockdowns or something. I guess something like that. That's a pretty good ratio of strike to knockdown. So well done, Montel Jackson, who was one of the heavier favorites in the card. <clears throat> Excuse me, justifiably, justifiably so, and he lived up to it. Uh, my only issue with that matchup is... Uh, you know, Mike, uh, Yanez, post-fight, in his post-fight interview, told a beautiful story about, oh, when I was in Texas growing up and with my fa- and my father, and we would drive by the uh, the Toyota Center all the time, say, one day, oh, Dad, I want to fight there someday. And, uh, you know, Mike, I'm a miserable person, and uh, seeing other people fulfill their dreams makes me sad. So uh, that was probably the only reason I didn't immediately uh, <laughs> book him for a turnaround, quick turnaround, because uh, I'm, I just, I, you know, I, I, don't, I don't like to see other people happy, so. You're a Scrooge. I'm I'm a bit of a screw. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yes, I I just forgot. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> I I am objective. Okay, I try to remove emotion from my matchmaking. But yes, if he is to fight at 262, uh, hopefully Montel Jackson. Again, we didn't see him take any damage. We get that. They both get a clean sheet. You know, when the medical suspensions come up this weekend. Yeah, 262 at the Pac Toyota Center in Houston. I bet Adriana signs, signs a boat agreement in the next 72 hours to fight on that Ooh, card. Yeah, I mean yes, that's just probably. what they like to do, and uh, I'm excited. I can't wait to see it. In the heavyweight division, Tai Tuivasa, in a shocker, kicks off the main card festivities with a knockout of, of Harry Hunsucker. And this is no disrespect to Harry Hunsucker. We knew what was going to happen in this fight. I'm, I'm going to agree with the masses here, AK. Everyone almost unanimously on Twitter said, let's do Tai Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy, and I am with the majority, AK. I am, uh, I'm jumping on the ship. That's what I'm going with as well. This is, this is the only fight to make. Tuivasa versus Greg Hardy, I just don't see any. Tuivasa is great. He's fun. You throw him in there with anybody, it's a good time. Shoeys, woohoo. But Greg Hardy versus Tai Tuivasa, that sells tickets, my friend. People want to see it, and uh, I'm in. Someone's going to sleep. As people know, of course, I, you know, I'm not a fan of Greg Hardy's history and character, so I, I try to avoid matching him up. But yes, if I'm being realistic, what fight do I think will happen next for Tuivasa? Hardy, Greg Hardy has to be the front runner. That's it's it just it, it does it makes a lot of sense. It, it really makes a lot of sense. So I'm not a fan of it. But the other thing and, and the other problem is outside of Greg Hardy, I see Tuivasa having to wait for a lot of matchups, which which again some fighters don't want to do. Like you said, they want like like uh, Giannis, you know, they want to get the ball rolling as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, it's still early in the year. See how many fights they can get in. So yeah, outside of that, I I, I would see him maybe waiting for the uh, Abdurakhimov Augusto Sakai winner, but that's on May first. So that's 
six weeks away about that's that's a long way to wait and then also waiting for the fight uh, and then a little bit closer but maybe too far behind him in the rankings uh, would be Chase Sherman uh, Parker Porter winner on April 17th which again I think Tuivasa would sign up for it if it happened I don't think it's a fight he necessarily is super interested in but I, I also think Tuivasa was pushed a little too quickly uh, in his first kind of start with the UFC and I'm glad he's starting to find his footing now he's with a, he's with he's with AKA now I think right American kickboxing yeah team? Yeah. So he's take, clearly taking his game to the next level. Uh, he took care of business on Saturday against, again, an opponent that he should have taken care of business against. He does seem more mature uh, and, and better developed now. So, I, I, so yeah, I see him maybe not getting that and uh, facing either, as you say, Greg Hardy or the Abdurakhimov Sakai winner if if he can wait. But that's a, that's a lot to ask for. Though. Yeah. Tattoo of us is fun. Quick knockout. So we love to see. On to the next fight and... On to the next one. Haha. <laughs> All right. Before we go to our incredible Otnomaniacs, AK, and their suggestions, it is time for the wild card round where we each select a fighter we have not match made for yet. And we will do so right now because we only had a five fight main card. So, AK, kick us off your UFC Vegas 22 wild card selection. Macy Chiasson. Macy Chiasson has been a standout since her time in the Ultimate Fighter. I mean, she she really uh, came out of nowhere to just dominate the Ultimate Fighter. I'm, I'm, she beat uh, Penny Kianzad, who's so much more experienced than her. Um, she beat, uh, gosh, who else? Oh, uh, oh uh, Larissa Pacheco, who had fought in the UFC before and is now a standout in the PFL. Uh, and then uh, Leah Letson. And she, she finished all these fighters, by the way. She finished all of them. Uh, two of them in the first round. Penny, she, took, she finished in the second. So just dominant. And that season was at 145 pounds. I know it was. I think there was maybe one. Or, actually, I don't think. I don't think a single member of that cast was an actual featherweight. I do think it was just a bunch of 135ers, and they called it a featherweight season, which is you know, which is fine. Uh, so, look, uh, people are talking about Macy for a title shot at some point. <laughs> I just don't understand why not just go up to featherweight. I I know it's not a real division. <laughs> That's so rude. I know it's not a real division. But I say she goes up to featherweight. You give her the Felicia Spencer, Danielle Wolf winner. And then if Chiasson wins that fight, then you set up a fight with Amanda Nunez. So Amanda Nunez can keep her two division status going till the end of the year. Uh, if Spencer wins, I don't know what you would do. You'd probably have to think of some other idea for, for Nunez. But if, Ch- if Chiasson could beat, uh, could go up to featherweight and beat Spencer, forget it. There you go. You have another featherweight title shot for uh, for Amanda Nunez. So I know it's not, I don't think it's the route that uh, Chaston and, and the team at 4-7 may want to take, but I'm just throwing it out there, guys. Consider it. If the UFC is open to it, consider it. Yeah. I mean, who the hell knows at this point, really? I don't know. She, it would be a smart move. I told Aspen Lad she should do it. She would probably she'd any, fight for the title right now. Any, I, I probably shouldn't pull this card so early in the year, because can any, any <laughs> bantamweight do this? Theoretically, can't any bantamweight try try this move? They probably could. Like like I said, if Juliana Pena wants a title shot, just say I'll well, do it at forty five. Like, what's right, the difference? Right? I don't know. What's the difference? I don't know. Like, have Amanda put both belts on the line. You know what <laughs> sure. I mean? Like, just Ever. put some sizzle on the stake. Who cares? You're getting rid of the division. It seems like, anyways, because Dan- if Danielle Wolf beats Felicia Spencer, you cannot throw Danielle Wolf into a title fight they with Amanda. They shouldn't. Oh, that shoot! It would be criminal. <laughs> That would be, I wouldn't, if I was a commission, I'm not even clearing that. 100%. I wouldn't even, no. I, I'd have a problem with Danielle Wolf fighting Macy Chasson, if we're being honest. Even this Felicia Spencer matchup's a little chintzy, if we're it being is, honest. It is. It is. It's literally, it's all literally, respect the world to Danielle Wolf. 100%. But it's just, it's just, it's just, we're just talking about experience wise. Experience wise, she's not an experienced MMA fighter. I didn't think she won her contender series fight. Yikes. But she's so green. It's just, she's so, she's so green. That was a pro debut. 
So to go in there in your pro debut on a stage like that, I give her a lot of credit. And now sure. she's going in there and fighting a former title challenger in her second pro fight in the UFC. Jeez, uh, power to her. Tip of, tip of the proverbial cap Yes, for Danielle Wolf. But uh, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to call it a call out, AK, as my wild card pick. I'm going with Grant Dawson on this. And the reason why I'm going with Grant Dawson is because when I he was on What the Heck, he said, I got a name in mind. I got somebody I'm going to call out. And he didn't tell me in the interview, but he told me off the record who he was going to call out. And I was hoping he didn't call this man out, but he did. He calls out mm-hmm. Clay Guida. And yes. I'm here to say this, and I believe I'm going to be speaking to Grant Dawson this week, and I'll tell him this when I speak with him, I could not have disliked this call-out anymore. Like, Clay Guida is a savage, and he's been doing this for a long time. But Grant Dawson just beat and slept a guy who hadn't lost in the UFC in many years. Ever. In my unofficial rankings, in my mind, Leonardo Santos was a top 20, at worst, top 25 guy at 155 pounds. Mm -hmm. So after a knockout like that, with one second to go, and this is no offense to Clay Guida because I love that dude. Why would you go backwards like that? Like Guida is like at best a top 35, top 40 guy at 155 in this division. And and if they made the fight, okay. But I felt like it just was kind of it was just a weird strange call out of my mind because you typically want to like go up the rankings like towards the rankings towards the top 15 and i feel like fighting clay guida is taking and it's a a risky fight too but you're going backwards so for me grant dawson versus alex hernandez is the fight to make because hernandez is like a borderline top 20 guy maybe not that high but he has a bit of a name people feel a certain way about hernandez it'd be a good test for him in a fight that kind of could get grant over as well if he wins like i think that's the way to go i actually was like thinking about drew dober but i think that might be too big of a step up this quickly but hernandez seems perfect after beating a guy like leonardo santos mike you really came off as a dad there you you didn't you don't even sound like you don't even sound like you were mad at uh, you just sounded disappointed I was just in the like, call. Well, I just didn't get it. I, I didn't. I didn't get the call. Like I, you're I, concerned about him. You're, you, why? You, you want what's best for his career. Yeah, you just why? want what's best for his career. <laughs> you just beat Leonardo Santos, a guy that everyone says like this is the most underappreciated fighter, 155 pounds. Like people respect that man. Not saying I mean people love Clay Guida, but I feel like in in the in the world, this is a guy. Grant Dawson, my one goal in life is to be a UFC champion. That's all I want in this world is to be a UFC champion. After a win like that, a finish like that, shoot your shot, kid. Go up. Go up. He probably could have called for a top 15 guy and and stirred up some some stuff. Clay Guida, it's, it, there's no gray area with this one. You either love it or you hate it, and I don't like it. Not a fan. I have uh, Dawson at 18th now after that win in my uh, cha- my championless lightweight rankings, by the way. Uh, <laughs> no, there's no champion division, so it's just straight up one one to whatever, however many lightweights there are. I have him at 18. I actually still have Clay Guida probably too high. Uh, I have him 28, which I'm sure people have dropped him well out of the top 40 in most of their rankings. But the man has 30 UFC fights. so. But I do agree with you. It was uh, an odd con- – I probably don't dislike it as much as you do, Mike. I think um, – it's a name. It's a name. Yeah, I get it. I get it. You're, you know, he's a guy. He's a young guy. Dawson's, I think, is 27 years old. He grew up watching the UFC. He's, it's, it's somewhat of a dream fight. It's, some, you know, it is somewhat of a man. It'd be a great, you know, it's. Uh, 
to be, you know, who knows how many fights Clay Guida has left. I would love to be one of the last people to fight him, you know. So I think that's kind of where Guida's coming with. It is a name as well also, I think, again, a, there's a little more casual kind of cachet. Of people are like, oh, this guy beat Clay Guida? Cool. Like, I want to see, I remember Clay Guida from, from the Ultimate Fighter Oh, no, he's never on the Ultimate Fighter. Uh, he fought a lot of Ultimate Fighter finales. Um, I remember Clay Guida. This guy's great. So there's a logic to it. I, I, I agree. Are there are there more compelling matchups? Yeah, it wouldn't be my number one choice. But if Dawson gets what he wants, I'm kind of okay with it. I'm I'm the I'm the nice mom. You're the you're the heart. So you know what? We're, the parents. You have to have the two sides there, right? You're the you're being tough. Being the tough. Dad. I'm the nice mom. Like like son son Grant Dawson. Grant Dawson's my son in the situation. I understand where you're coming from. Don't listen to your father. If it's, if it's what's in your heart, son, then you just go after it. This is one of those fights that, like, if he didn't call Clay Guida out and they made the fight, I actually would be more okay with it. You know what I mean? Like, if they just booked it and that was the fight, I'd be like, wow, this is pretty cool. But the fact that Grant called for it, I just I just didn't like it. And le- I mean, le- so hard. listen, he wants you're to be so a... so hard to please. I just don't you're hard like to it. Please. I don't know. Grant, it's better. if you're out there listening to this, if you're out there listening to this, Grant, just know we both love you. And whatever you decide, we'll both be happy, right, sweetie? And I'm gonna give you the, ch- <laughs> and I'm gonna give you the chance to defend this call because I'm gonna ask you about it. I feel like I feel like I know the belt, Mike. You sound like you're about to pull out the belt. I I feel like I I feel like I have a relationship with Grant to this point where I can call him out on this call out. At least speak with. I've been sp- speaking this kid since he was 19 years old. Now he's I knocking dudes out at 155. I'm I'm gonna ask him about it. Why? This whole. My whole uh, metaphor I set up here makes you uncomfortable. I apologize. <laughs> I mean, Grant, I gotta get into a shot. I do not know Grant, personally. <laughs> the Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S. And visit bellator.com watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it. Uh, let's see. We do. I don't. Do we have a check the tapes? I don't know. If we have a check the tapes. We today. do. We do have a Several check the for the readers. Oh, I, I have to shout out the readers here. I have to shout out the readers who did some fine, fine matchmaking work. I guess in the last few months. Marcus McGahey. Normally they remind me, guys. I, I, so I, I'm one. I'm glad they didn't because I, guys, I, I, you don't. I do not need to be prompted. I keep a pretty good record of these things. But uh, Marcus McGahey, long time, a uh, long time contributor. He called out Avloyev versus Dawadu, uh, which is now happening on June 12th. So he called for that matchup. Great matchup. We're seeing that in June 12th. Eve, the hardcore casual. I was shocked when I saw this that someone actually called out this fight. Uh, this was so. This was like back in December, Mike. Uh, he called for Jack Hermanson and Edmund Shabazian, which is now happening on May 15th. A matchup which I did not even consider at the time. Me neither. Uh, and uh, we'll sort of. I'm sure we'll discuss that in future shows. But uh, you know, when I first saw that matchup, I thought pretty weird, and I don't like it. But at the same time, Shabazian is like. Still, I think we're ranked in the top 15, and Hermanson is a big fight for him. So I, I'd like to sh- see Shabazzian take a step back, but UFC doesn't really do that, do they, Mike? No. Our readers, many, many readers, suggest this at the time as an option was uh, Michael Chandler versus uh, Charles Oliveira, May 15th. I don't know if people were calling for it to be for a vacant title fight. Probably, actually. I think if you want to see them fight, it's probably for a vacant title. So, yes, that's also May 15th. And a very obscure call out from uh, the readers 
somehow multiple people, maybe maybe two, maybe just two people, predicted Casey O'Neill versus Lara Procopio, which is happening on June nineteenth. So readers, good job with that. Well, was multiple readers suggested that. Guys, you guys are on point with these. I I'd never, I'd not even thought of that. I and that. Uh, Tristan Gordet, he okay. So I remember I said some of our readers didn't call me out. Okay, so he was desperate to be mentioned here and check the tapes. So <laughs> I will, I will read his email. Uh, this part of his email verbatim, he does some matchups later, but he says, I called it the rematch between Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, hashtag check the tapes, and then in parentheses, uh, I know it was obvious that it was going to happen, but give me a break here. I had to get one right with all of the wrong picks that I have. So thank you, Tristan, for uh, being a genius and picking Kamaru Usman versus Jorge Masvidal, the rematch that nobody saw coming. Yes, I will. Uh, <laughs> I, I have a check the tapes for myself, actually, because oh, okay. I took us a... Uh, it was one of those fights where I took us on a journey to get to it. Benil Darius versus Tony Ferguson is a done deal. It's happening. Yes. Yes. And you it did. was it was not a popular choice. Um but we're getting it. So there you go. Darius gets his shot. Tony Ferguson's coming back. Ali Abdulaziz keeps attacking Tony Ferguson and his grappling on Twitter. The world is right again. Okay? We got fights. We got fights. We got Ferguson and I love it, man. Darius deserves this so much. You made that one happen, Mike. That's a great matchup. Um, MMA fighting responses to some of our tweets uh, about Grant Dawson. <laughs> Someone said they do not want to see the Clay Guido fight, so they're with you. Uh, Ty Tuvasa. Okay, people are not being helpful here. I'm, I'm skipping right to my DMs. These people are just being... Do you want me to go well, to... No. Oh, I didn't see this. Max, Max Griffin, someone said... Robbie Lawler, that was from Esteban, and a, a bunch of numbers after his name, which I'm not going to read out. He, oh, same guy. He wanted Robbie Lawler or Santiago Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio, did have they fought before? Have they have they not fought before? I had, but I had a lot of that this week with Max Griffin's name. I swear, for some reason, I feel like he's fought everybody. I don't know why, uh, but yeah, he has I, fought a lot of. No, okay, he has not fought Santiago Ponzinibbio, but uh, so yeah, I don't mind that one. That's actually one I did not see anyone else bring up. So Esteban. I will read out, you know, thank you at Esteban 19887880. There you go. You've earned it for that <laughs> unique call. Uh, yeah, what do you got, Mike? What, 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 who's, uh, who's sliding your DMs this week? All right. Uh, Henry Terry. Uh, let's see. Brunson versus Costa. No other options in the top 10. Mm-hmm. Griffin versus Gunnar Nelson. Interesting. Yes. Uh, Montserrat. Who's this from? Who's this, from? this is Henry, Henry Terry on Instagram. Okay. Wow. Montserrat Ruiz versus Karolina Kovalkiewicz. Interesting. Wow, okay. And he also went with Adrian Yanez versus John Sexy Mexi Castaneda and Tai Tuivasa versus uh, one Gregory Hardy. Uh, Jack Porter just had one. For on to the next one, Tai Tuivasa versus Blagoy Ivanov. I think Tai deserves a top 15 opponent at this point. They fought, I believe. Am I not mistaken that Tai Tuivasa and Ivanov have fought, and I, I and not so long ago that I think it's worthy of a rematch? Eh, two years, we're about nah, less than two years ago now, so I don't know if I need to see that one again. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Sean Bradley, Adrian Yanez looked great on his feet. Deserves a good test after that TKO. Jonathan Martinez had a tough outing last week, but it's still an awesome fighter. I would love to see both of these guys go for it soon. I would also like to see Brunson next versus Hermanson, but this is without him knowing that. Yeah, yeah. Hermanson was already booked. Um, I would like to see Holland next against the winner of Uriah Hall versus Chris Wyman, or if he drops to 170, fight Sean Brady, although I feel that's a tough matchup for Holland. 
We're trying to get we're trying to get Holland away from wrestling for now. I know 170 is <laughs> filled with wrestlers, uh, and I'm not saying Sean Brady's just a wrestler. Sean Brady's super well rounded, but I do think Sean Brady has like a wrestling advantage that would be very uncomfortable for Holland's uh, UFC debut at uh, at 170 pounds. So uh, I could see it again. The, the, it's so wide open for Holland right now. Isn't it? If he drops to 170, completely wide open. That's who he could get matched up. And then shout out to Matt Ravelli who said something for on to the next one. If you want to go this low on the card. I would like to see Grant Dawson versus Alexander Hernandez. My man, Matt. There you go. That's what I got on the uh, the old DM front. I definitely saw one. Yes, I definitely saw Hernandez Dawson out there. It makes a ton of sense. Uh, all right. Consensus. It, should, I, shall I hit, shall I throw out the consensus reader picks, Mike? Oh, I got one more. And oh, then please, you do that. Continue. Okay. please continue. Uh, just got this one literally three minutes ago on Twitter from, our, from our good friend Four Corner Sports. Oh. Wow. He's like on opposite sides of the spectrum here. I like it. Adrian Yanez versus Miles Johns. Banger of a fight. I could def that's actually a really good suggestion. I could definitely see that happening in Texas. Houston versus are Dallas. Are they not friends? Yeah. Or am I thinking of someone else? Yanez I thought Yanez wanted to fight Miles Johns before. Wanted, who am I thinking? Who did I'm I just to remember? See? I might be oh, maybe I'm like who am I confused? Maybe it was I was looking at someone's it was maybe one of the other Bantam weights from I gotta look I'll look this up. Keep going, Mike, please keep going. Yes. The other option he had for Adrian Yanez. Cheeto Vera. I saw that. Cheeto is becoming again a, a, a onto the next one staple. Yes. And I do wonder. I do wonder if. Uh, oh, my thing was I thinking of? I swear. <laughs> I got. I have to look this up after. Okay. I don't want to waste everyone's time. Me trying to figure out if Giannis and Miles Johns are best friends or whatever. I probably. I'm. I'm probably thinking of someone else. Yeah, I'm definitely thinking of someone else. All right. Disregard. Yes. We'll fix it in post. We'll fix it in post. Disregard. Consensus um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, reader picks. Uh, Brunson versus Costa and Brunson versus Jared Cannonier were probably the most popular uh, match suggestions I saw this week. I love this one, which was thrown by a few people. Uh, Holland versus Nico Price. You want a little craziness? You want a little? You want a little? You want two guys smiling and laughing and talking ish for? friggin 15 minutes there you go uh so that's another welterweight option for him uh griffin versus by the way there's a ton of max griffin suggestions so i'll just try to run through these quickly uh max griffin versus jeff neal and max griffin versus shavkat rachmanov were also popular picks yanez versus the omali almeida winner and uh yanez uh, this was surprisingly thrown out by a couple people yanez versus yaya hashtag yanez on yaya which again i wow. don't know if people just did it so i would say that hashtag but if you did well done uh, I don't. I don't think it's a matchup that's going to happen. But people said it, so now I have to put the hashtag out there. Uh, Tuivasa, ton of suggestions, all of which I have to shoot down, by the way. So, <laughs> so for everyone who suggested these, I am. I am doing this to shame you. Uh, oh, go ahead, Mike. I I, I solved the mystery of uh, of Adrian Yanez and Miles Johns. Yes. Yes. They actually, Miles Johns is actually the last guy to beat Adrian Yanez in a fight. Oh. So I did. I remember I, when I interviewed him after his debut. I asked him about that, and he said he would love the rematch oh, okay. uh, to do it again. But he is, is he's very uh, he's very complimentary. He thinks Miles Johns is a, is a, is a good dude, uh, but he'd love to fight him again. Who was I thinking of? That's best friends, Miles Johns. Someone someone out there is friends with Miles Johns. They'll figure it out. 
uh, someone in the world is friends with Miles Johnson. Uh, tied to Ivasa, someone a couple people said to Ivasa versus Bozer. People Bozer is fighting Alia Latifi on June fifth, so no. Uh, to Ivasa versus Olinik. We don't know if Olinik is still with the UFC. I haven't seen an official really. He's still in the news. rankings. He's still in the rankings. I think he's still in the company. I don't know why I've seen rumors that he's released. So I, I could happen. That'd be crazy style match uh, a clash for Tuivasa. I honestly don't think he's ready for that yet. And uh, Tuivasa versus Pavlovich, which I like. Uh, we don't know what's going on with Pavlovich. He was supposed to fight Gan, uh, Cyril Gan in August and was injured. So, again, I don't know the nature of the injury. It could, he could be ready to fight soon. could be something that's knocked him out for a year. Honestly, I have no idea. But I do actually like that one, Tuivasa yeah. Pavlovich. Uh, Tuivasa Gustafsson, another guy. We don't know what's up with him. Um, and we should say a lot of fighters who are fighting over train overseas have probably been affected by their ability to book fights by uh, COVID-19 and things like that. So, uh, But, yeah, I would that I actually kind of like. I just don't know if Gus is... I assume he's staying at heavyweight, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's like, oh, I'm dropping back down to light heavyweight and, I don't know, trying to build up to a fight with Jan Blachowicz or something. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me, everyone. Uh, <clears throat> for Macy Chiasen, uh, Irene Aldana and Ketlin Bayer were both popular picks. Uh, the one I saw most for Grant Dawson, actually, was the Drakkar Close Jeremy Stevens winner on April 17th. So I saw that suggested a few times. And then for the for a straight-up middleweighty battle, Trevin Giles versus uh, Eric Anders coming off that sweet, sweet no contest against um, Darren Stewart. So uh, going to the DMs now, uh, I'm going to shout out some shout out some of these nice matchups. Excuse me. Let me let me let me so I can stop clearing my throat, people. I apologize. Yes, we are. You're listening to on to the next one. <clears throat> you are now listening to the next one. Try. <laughs> yeah. It's getting sunny up here in Canada. Right? It's the allergies, man. It's allergy season. It's tough. It is. It is. I got a lot of excuses. Uh, Chris at Dragon Slayer 2 on Twitter likes uh, Yanez versus Andre Ewell. I like it. I think he's probably a little bit. Well, no, you, you know, Ewell's about to fight Chaz. was almost going to fight Chaz Skelly. Wait, is Ewell? No, that's Jamal no, Emers. I have gotten Ewell and Emers confused so many times, literally for no reason except the fact that both their names start with an E. So, okay, I apologize. But yeah, Ewell, I don't mind. Aronsky wants Yanez versus Trevin Jones, who was a popular pick on our last episode, I think, uh, for matchup with a lot of people. So uh, and, and but more more importantly, he said specifically, I do. He says I do. He does not want to see Yanez matched up with Chris Gutierrez or Nathaniel Wood yet. Not yet. He's just, thank you, Aronsky, for showing restraint with your matchmaking. Michael Perigini, uh, Trevin Giles versus Darren Stewart again. Very middleweighty again. Anders or Stewart, pick one. Uh, Dawson versus Hakparas. I think we mentioned this as a possibility last week. I th- I feel like we threw it out there. Like Hakparas versus the winner of this fight, or someone did. Maybe. Yeah, I, that's not a bad idea. Uh, G at Young Rabbi 86 on Twitter. He wants to see Dawson uh, fight a, you know, face someone a little bit younger than Leonardo Santos, uh, 38 years young, Vin- Vince Pachel. So I, I don't know. I guess I guess he liked what he saw against uh, 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 Dawson facing a 41 year old guy. Why not throw him with 38 year old next? I'd prefer if he faces someone closer to his own age, but sure. I would have uh, I would have terrific. less issue with Grant Dawson calling out Vince Pachel than calling out Clay Guida. I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, Vince is closer. Vince would. is closer to the top twenty. Vince is close. Oh, okay. Oh, whoa, ooh. oh, what? Oh, hold on. Let me consult my mystery. Oh, wow. Mike, I'm not. Oh, yeah. Okay. I have Vince Pichel at twenty-three. He beat Jim Miller. He beat Jim Miller. So, I have Vince Pichel at twenty-three. Yes, I, he is a top twenty-five lightweight in my ranking. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, because he's right, he's won right. every UFC fight except the Gregor Gillespie fight. You are correct. Uh, and then, <laughs> I don't know if uh, G is not a Derek Brunson fan, 
this is I, I he just threw this out there. Derek Brunson versus uh, Deron Wynn. What? Why? <laughs> oh, I wish we could see your face right now. <laughs> Why? Derek Brunson's won four fights in a row against top 15 guys. You want to throw him in there with Deron Wynn, who just saved well, his job? Just imagine the screwy face emoji, the one like the drunken looking face emoji, and that's the face that Mike just made. I when like, I, uh, listen, I like Deron Wynn. I, I think he's better than a lot of people think he is. He's his own worst enemy, yes. I think he'd be the first one to admit that, but to th- to, that, that is that's I, a terrible matchmaker. I'm sorry. I love you guys, but that's awful. At Young Rabbi 86 I know you listen to the show. You will have to explain it. Send message me your explanation. I will read it on the next episode. Yes. If it's if it's otherwise, it will be ignored. and We'll never speak of this again. Keep li- keep listening though. Like keep listening. I I think you're great, but no no no. If that's... he doesn't have a good ex- no, if he doesn't have a good explanation for this, uh, your listening is no longer welcome. So <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yes, you're right. At, at Young Rabbi 86, follow him on Twitter, people. Follow yes, him on Twitter. please. <laughs> he does do a lot of matchmaking. Uh, on, on and actually and actually like at both of us online. He does, he actually reaches out to us not just on DMs, which I appreciate. Redwood Rebel, how has this fight not happened before? Griffin versus Alan Juban. I, I swear I thought they fought before. They have not, but wow, that's that's I, a good fight. I thought they fought, right? I thought they fought before. Liam Perry, uh, <laughs> guys, I'm sorry, I put a lot of some people on blast here. Uh, Liam Perry wants the Inez versus Brett Johns. Liam, uh, Brett Johns in Bellator right now, so that I agree would be a fun matchup. Uh, he is no longer with the UFC. He actually went out as a, a on a win streak as a free agent. So good for Brett Johns. We're waiting to see him uh, debut in Bellator. And, submission uh, Conejo, Underground. Do it Submission Underground. Sure, Submission Underground. Uh, Conejo versus Mizuki. So I like that one. So Liam Perry, solid pick there. At Jay Kleiman 1. Uh, again, I've got to... Guys, i gotta, I got to correct your your picks here. Brunson versus Hermanson, Shabazian winner. I am going to assume he meant if Hermanson wins because I can't imagine Brun- Brunson ever wanting to need ever needing to or wanting to fight Shabazian again uh, unless for some reason they both on Brunson's the middleweight champion and Shabazian goes on a six fight win streak or something and gets it but uh, yeah it's Jay Kleiman they fought they just fought if you can't remember and Brunson derailed the Shabazz temporarily derailed the Shabazian hype train so yes but Hermanson sure sure Brunson Hermanson sure good uh, we mentioned this guy as like a, a, a hyped lightweight um on the on Saturday's post fight show, uh, similar to kind of with Dawson, gang. Dawson versus Fazeev. Damn, too much? Too much? Too no, soon? I don't think I don't think that's too much. Yeah, I think I think it's right too. Yeah, I liked it. The only the only issue I have with it is um, is just like they're both like really good prospects. Like thirty, like this is not like fifty five is a loaded division, but thirty five is like un, this is unavoidable. Like inside the top forty. 55, like you could still build guys without matching these types of prospects against each other this quickly. If they made it, I'm, I'm down. I looked at this one. I weighed the pros and cons, and it just seemed like would love to see the fight. I just think it's too soon to match up these two guys that the UFC can build on in a big way. Throw, them in. Throw them in. There can be only one. one. Throw them in. <laughs> so I do my matchmaking. Uh, I mentioned Marcus Gay. He, of course, chimed in earlier. He's some very salt, sensible matchmaking here. Giles versus D, D, uh, Chirico, which I like. Uh, Dawson versus Mark O'Madson or uh, Demir Ismagulov. Uh, and I mentioned that one just because also uh, Ismagulov is another guy on the list of kind of like, I, I wonder where he is. Probably, again, COVID restrictions preventing him from from training and and, uh, and coming coming to North America. So uh, Griffin, again, another, this is Griffin versus Brian Barbarina. Fun. As long as, so as, long as Brian's okay. 
That's right. He's what was it? What was it? He had to have surgery for it. Was it? A, no, it wasn't a heart thing. Was, what was stomach. It? I think it was a stomach thing. Stomach. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. There's pictures on Instagram. If you want to see that, he, he was very uh, very sharing of his uh, his recent uh, stomach surgery. Uh, and I, we we have mentioned this on a previous episode, but uh, it's still alive for sure. Uh, Holland versus Sean Strickland at some point. Strickland is fighting Christoph Jocko uh, May first, but if Holland is still sticking around at 185, uh, yeah. I mean, if you just want to again in cage dialogue, yes, uh, Holland. But we we've brought this up on the show before. Sure. Barry O'Reilly, uh, giving us greetings from Ireland, says Tuivasa versus the Romanov uh, Espino winner, April 17th. Or, and I think we mentioned this on Saturday's post fight show, Holland versus Hamzat. Um, there's a lot of bad blood there. And uh, I mean, again, this would be somewhere down the road. We don't know when, um, we don't know when or if Shamayev is fighting again. So, but I, I would love to see that matchup someday, presumably at 170. Is, is Romanov and Espino like a real thing? I think it is. Let me let me double check. I I believe it is booked for. April I know 17th. it was I know it was like rumored, but then like Romanov said it was a go, and then Espino was like, "Nah, dude, like don't believe everything you see." <laughs> I see it on Tapology, but that does not mean it has been announced. That does not. It, it is. It has been. Uh, con- I think confirmed by sources, uh, uh, outlets for using sources, but not officially announced. So yes, it is possible. That they could both be free to potentially fight uh, Tuivasa. I think Ro- Romanov would be a really good test for him. Again, if we want to talk about is is this a new and improved Tuivasa? Uh, he's got the experience advantage over Romanov, but Romanov that wrestling, oh, that strength, uh, he could toss Tuivasa around. I don't know. So, uh, yeah. But I hope that I hope the Romanov Espino fight is on though because I, I actually like that matchup. I, I'm down. I think it's great. I think it's a great fight. I just don't know if it's. I don't know. I just don't know if it's real or not. Uh, Jacob Best. I only got one Instagram. You got more Instagram DM me this. Mike, I got one, <laughs> one Instagram DM from my old, my old pal, old faithful Jacob Best. So thank you, Jacob, for for uh, sending this one in. Uh, sorry, I'm just making sure. Open up my email. Get my email ready. Uh, check this. Uh, check those out. We've got quite a few email suggestions. But Jacob Best on Instagram. I wanted to read his message um, because. I like couples. Holland versus Mahmoud Muradov. Again, that's as if he's staying at 185. And then he wants to see Jackson versus uh, Kelleher 2, which I think is enough time. I think it's about, about maybe two years, about over two years, I think. I don't mind it. And uh, oh, this is why I want to read it out because he agrees. Uh, well, even more, it's even more pertinent now because he agrees with you. He says, uh, Guida is a massive step back from Santos, and he wants to see Dawson versus the. He, he's a, he's in favor of the close uh, Stevens winners. So J- wait a minute, uh, ja- hold on. J- Jackson fought Kelleher when? This was I want to say it was someone was fighting on short notice. Um, oh, you're Jackson. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Excuse yeah. me. Yep. Yeah, you have. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I believe this was on short. I believe Jackson, Jackson won the fight. Jackson won the fight. Oh, Jackson, I'm sorry, he submitted Keller. Okay, there I'm seeing now, yeah. So uh, this is quite a uh, quite a few ways in the past, quite a few fights away for both guys. So actually, I don't mind that rematch. I, I think that's something that could happen. Uh, obviously, Boom Boom would uh, would love to get that one back. So, um, But yeah, he's also with you. He's a Guida, massive step back. So thank you, Jacob Best. Now, our email. I'm going to close our other emails. I think we got some good ones. Austin Deschamps wants to see uh, Griffin versus Jake Matthews. So many great Griffins. There's a lot. I have a lot more Griffin matchups coming. Matt, Matt Bradbury, some oh, always got some deep cuts. Uh, Jackson, Montel Jackson versus Song Yadong. All right. Sure. Grant Dawson versus Masaranduba, Francisco Trinaldo. 
Uh, Macy Chaston. I think this is too fast for Macy Chaston. But again, if we're talking about title, uh, getting into a title picture, I mean, maybe the fast tracker. And also, I think this is actually kind of a winnable fight. Uh, Macy Chaston versus Raquel Pennington. Interesting. Big I'm match. curious to see where what's going on with Raquel right now because there's like a USADA thing, and she's not in the rankings anymore. And I don't know. How do you feel about? I think she may have passed her with this win already uh, because she stepped in for her. Uh, Conejo versus Kay Hansen. Too experienced for Kay Hansen? Well, I, I mean, think, they have the same, they have the same so. amount of fights. It's, they have the same t- on paper. They have the same amount of fights. <sighs> but there's a big, there's a bit of an age gap. But that's gonna be the way it is. With I liked, game. I liked Kay and Bays. Kay Bays. Hey, yeah. I think yeah. they. Sh- I, honestly, I think that's the. That. I know for a fact Kay Hansen's team wants that fight back. Sure. Um, rebook it. I think. I, I honestly, I think that's the deep fight to make. Just that rebook that one. And then uh, Max Griffin versus Warley Alves. Another fight for some reason I thought it happened before. Uh, Tristan, like I said, Tristan, I read part of his email before. Oh, the other part I wanted to. So he said, I, I, I don't recall it. He said, Hey, Alex, tell Mike his reaction was so hilarious when you guys were uh, signing off the post-fight show live stream. As Casey mentioned that he was about to go watch Ryzen twenty-seven. What was your What was your reaction? I was like, oh, sh-. it was OS because I forgot. <laughs> oh, no. I totally forgot about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, we had a, a, it's a, a live show. There's no no editing. <laughs> uh, he liked Griffin versus Miguel Baeza. Oh, wait, didn't Miguel Baeza get booked? Uh, n- no. He but he did he did fight recently, right? He fought what November? Sato. I thought he got booked after the Sato fight. Okay, yeah, he beat Takashi Sato. Okay. Um, Soriano just got booked. Did we mention Dawson versus Tiago Moises? We did not mention that one. I like it. Dawson and Griffin, again, you can see there was a ton of match for Dawson because they they, they, they put on good performances and uh, and they've they've given themselves this this platform to to have a lot of great matchups. Uh, I'm only going to mention this because I think we have to. This is this will maybe should be the one time mention of this year. Uh, so he uh, Tristan also recommended Conejo versus Brianna Van Buren. As you remind me on a previous episode when I suggested Viana versus Brianna, <clears throat> Viana versus Brianna. It's not really an option right now because Brianna Van Buren, I believe, is about to become a mom. Uh, so it's I, I don't know when she'll be planning to fight again. So yeah, I think we all want to see Brianna Van Buren fight again. But I think. I'll be putting a moratorium on uh, Brianna Von Buren matchups, and if people just, I'm just not going to mention it because she's busy. She's got she's got life going on, guys. I know we, I know she's she's had a great uh, great start to her career, and we want to see her fight soon. But I believe she will be a mom soon, so uh, unfortunately, probably not an option to match make. And uh, I'll close out with Harry Dwoskin, who I think had some of the best matchups of the week, <laughs> and some of the strangest. What do you, what do you think when I what do you think when I say this? <laughs> I don't know where this came from. Uh, Manel Cape versus JP Bays. Bays, excuse me. Manel Cape versus JP Bays. Manel Cape versus Bays. Why? I mean, why not? I don't think Manel would. I think Manel would. That's not f- great for JP Bays, but I mean, Manel's not. Manel's not in a position sure. to really. Oh, two. Make demands. Oh, and two. Um, but for those of you who little tease, for those of you who are interested in. What Manel Cape may want next. Actually, by the way, it is Manel Cap officially. Okay? No, I asked the man himself, no. and I have to etch. I have to now work on this. They were right, so they were right in the broadcast. Yeah, Manel Cap. Cap, 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 Cap. Yep, it's not Cape. I've been saying it wrong for years, and he forgave officially me for changed. that. Officially changed. Uh, but if you want to know who what Manel Cap wants next, 
listen to what the heck this week. Oh, you he, I talked to him last night as we record. It was, it was right after Montel Jackson's win over Jesse Strader. I got on the horn with him on Skype for about 28 minutes talking about the Nicolau fight. He was pissed. <laughs> he was pissed. And then poor, poor Guillermo Cruz, his article. I read quotes from his article from his interview with Mateus Nicolau. Menel Cape was not a happy camper. He was just I, uh, he was he was very passionate about uh his stance on why he won that fight. Don't uh, don't tell him about my robbery review, okay? He's not gonna be he's not gonna like the results of that. So just don't mention it to him. Why wow, you scored it for him? I did, but I did not I said the fight was not a robbery though. Yeah, robbery's tough. But you're right, I should have it both ways. Yeah, you can tell him I scored the fight for him. There you go. And leave leave the conversation at that. See? Uh Speaking of Montel Jackson, uh, I love this matchup, I, I, and I want you to think about it for you because I at first I, I I scrunched up my nose, then I'm like I'm like actually this makes a lot of sense. Montel Jackson, Casey Kinney. Wow, that's fun. I think that's fair, and I think it's a fair matchup. I think I think Kenny had his moments against Cruz, but I think it did show us he's I think he's not quite you know not quite a top fifteen top twenty guy yet, and I think Jackson is the right. I actually really liked this matchup. I think it's one of my it made my favorite Jackson matchup that I saw. That's a good. One. Have you guys seriously like go back and watch that fight and just or any Montel Jackson fight? Look at mm. the size of that dude's hands. <laughs> like seriously, like it's like you know, like like I remember by like by right after I graduated from high school, you you got the like we had this little party in the school afterwards, and they had like the inflatable boxing with the oversized boxing gloves. Like that's what Montel Jackson looks like. His hands. <laughs> Are way bigger than a bantamweight's hand should be. It's like Kawhi Leonard. You could cover a whole man's face with those things. Go look at them. They're like Brock Lesnar hands. It's sick. Like I'm it's not going to do it. Mind boggling. I have very tiny hands, and I I don't want to do that. I don't want to. It's not going to make me feel good about myself. That's a scary dude. Grant, uh, uh, this is from the uh, really where, where is this guy files uh, Dawson versus Mark Jacizzi. Uh Great matchup again. I think Jacizzi just kind of stuck overseas right now. And from the hasn't hasn't Max Griffin fought this guy before uh, files Max Griffin versus Tim Means. That's fun. Somehow hasn't happened yet. Max Griffin's been around for a long. Max Griffin's been around for a long time. Fought a lot of big names, but somehow that hasn't hasn't happened yet. And then Harry Dwaskin again. I think this was one of my maybe the most intriguing reader choice of the week. Uh, so I'll close it out with this: Holland, of course, going down to 170 for a fight with Carlos Condit. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Hmm. Who did I book? Who did I book for Condit last week? Who do we have? Who did we talk about for Condit? Bilal. Yeah, Maybe. it was Bilal. Bilal sure. is one of the options for Bilal. So they're in that sphere: Holland, Muhammad, Condit. They're in this. They're kind of in that area where huh. one of those matchups could happen. And I, I, if that's any, fun, if any man. of those, any of the combinations of those matchups happen, I think you're having a good time. Dude, that's fun. I'm, I'm in. Like Sign me up yeah. for that one. Thank you, Harry, for that pick. So there we go. Good stuff. Good stuff from the readers as always. Uh, Mike, where can they? Where can they? You're, again, your your DMs are blowing up now. Apparently, I have been abandoned. Uh, where can they? How, how can people join in on the party? See, I, I told uh, you New Year's resolution: get better on Instagram, respond to stuff. You're crushing it already. You're crushing. Uh, M underscore Heck Jr. on Instagram. Twitter is Mike Heck underscore Jr. Um, there you go. Do you read all yours, right, AK? Uh, no, guys, you can reach me on Instagram at Alexander K. K. Lee. That's two K's on Instagram. Uh, and at Alexander K. Lee, that's one K on Twitter. 
alex.lee at sbnation.com on email. Hit me up on any of those platforms, guys. I am I, I respond to all that. So, uh, yeah, keep them coming, guys. You guys are such a big part of the show. The as Mike calls it, the fastest growing podcast in in MMA in the world, really. In the whole world, everybody from amazing. From if, my, my, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to quote Seinfeld. I forgot the damn song from Rochelle Rochelle. But join us next week. Milan Demitz. Demitz. There you go. <laughs> but join us, <laughs> join, join us next week as we discuss the what's next coming out of UFC 260 headlines by the heavyweight championship rematch between Stipe Miocic and Francis Ngannou. Of course, not to be the Debbie Downer, but the featherweight title fight is not happening on this card. So, but that's st- still Steve Bay versus Francis too is awesome. Uh, we will be on site for that one. Not AK and I, but MMA fighting will be on site. Jose Youngs will be there. Uh, just crushing it. Media day. There is a press conference on Thursday. And, you know, of course that means the return of the weigh-in show on Friday, preview show, post-fight show, Q&A, all, all the craziness so just follow along with us throughout the week but until then we appreciate you listening and contributing to the program each week for ak i am mike Hack. remember don't take this too seriously mma is supposed to be fun and there's more fun to be had next week right here on on to the next one the podcast you're listening to the vox media podcast network The Bellator Champion Series is back in action Friday, May 17th, live from Paris, France. Reigning bantamweight champ Patchy Mix defends his belt in a rematch against dangerous submission specialist Magomed Magomedov. And Cedric the Best Doombay makes his Bellator debut in front of a home Paris crowd versus Jaleel the Realist Willis. Don't miss the action live at noon EST on HBO here in the U.S., and visit bellator.com slash watch for information on how to watch around the world. This is the very first time you'll be able to stream a Cedric Doombay fight here in the U.S., so make sure you don't miss it.